Welcome to Songs in the Key Of, a podcast about songs. These might be old songs, new songs or middle-aged songs, anything that takes my fancy really. Sometimes these shows will be themed around an idea, a person, a genre or some other concept. Other times they will simply reflect my latest obsessions, my new favourite bands, those songs I can't get out of my head. So, let's get on with it. This week, it's another wander around the musical avenues, lanes and dead ends my mind has decided to explore over the past few days. Last week, there were a few minutes to kill between doing something and something else, so I flicked through BBC's iPlayer to watch songs performed by this year's Mercury nominees. The first song to appear was Laura Marling performing Song for Our Daughter, which was, as I suspected it would be, tenderly magnificent. What came on next, though, was a pleasant surprise. I am not in the right demographic to properly enjoy Charlie XCX. That's kind of a given. Whenever I've seen or heard her, I've just been left with a feeling that she is predominantly more style than substance. A study in affected insouciant boredom while wearing nothing but a bra and pants or maybe a strategically placed pretend snake. What little of her actual music I'd heard was just bland. And then on comes Visions from her latest album, How I'm Feeling Now, recorded during the lockdown. And it's enough to blow your socks off. It starts off in simple, basic form with the simplest of piano parts and Charlie XCX singing over the top with various extremes of distortion applied to her voice. It's just a basic song, in some ways, daydreaming about perfect moments with her boyfriend. But then there's a slow build of synthetic drums and then wham! Everything speeds up and gets taken into a whole new world of furious pianos, heavy house synths and big bass sounds. There's hints of everything in there from acid rave back through to something almost baroque in style with its counterpoint on top of counterpoint on top of counterpoint. It really is very good. so ago I found myself gravitating back towards Rochester's Oxfam and making a beeline obviously for the music section. A couple of purchases from that day have found their way onto this week's episode, neither of them being songs from Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA, which I finally got round to buying that day too. The first of my Oxfam buys that has made it onto Songs in the Key of is The Unthanks, 
and their album Here's the Tender Coming, which was released in 2009. The Unthanks are a folk act from Northumbria. There's something delicious about the way their accents permeate the performance on their songs. It's spellbinding. One of their highlights from Here's the Tender Coming is Lucky Gilchrist, the only original song on the album. It's heavier on the instrumentation and arrangements, more of a chamber pop tune than the more sparse folk tunes found elsewhere on the album. There's a driving urgency to this song. Between the verses, the rhythmic pounding recalls the locomotion of steam engines hurtling across express lines. It's a tribute to a friend who had recently passed away. One of those people whose vitality during life makes death seem so unbearably impossible to comprehend. And those last lines of the song are so poignant. A proper, grateful, thankful farewell. As life goes on and time goes by, deep down in the ground you lie, so glad you were sensational, wild and inspirational. I first discovered James Yorkston thanks to last year's My Mouth Ain't No Bible, which appeared on his gorgeous album The Route to the Harmonium. So I was quite chuffed to find another James Yorkston album in Rochester's Oxfam the other week, alongside the Unthanks album I just talked about. His album from 2002 was recorded with his band The Athletes. Where the song My Mouth Ain't No Bible is an intense spewing of snarled words and phrases, a stream of conscious rant on an array of topics, the songs on Moving Up Country are much more gentle and laid back, often focused on the troubles and travails of love. I've selected Tender to the Blues for this segment. It's an elegant, meandering tune that unwinds like a clockwork toy beneath the heartbroken lyrics. The song of a man who is leaving behind a relationship to which he really doesn't want to say goodbye. It's almost like the words, if only, were created for this song. Brace yourself, you may need a tissue or two. Before I jump ship for cooler shores, may I gently close the count of hours Though all that I know and have loved is inside 
I'm just losing faith in me Costly time And I pray for your health and your Peace of mind But God must know I just Want you by my side And the mornings I've woken and sought You're warm If only I'd held you as Told you before And now for something completely different. A wander through one of the internet's many rabbit holes led me to Anima Bulldozer from the EP of the same name by E. Sagila. It's thick and dirty and heavy on the bass. It's the sound of big industry with its ghostly echoing clankings punctuating the mechanised poundings of ancient machinery effects. It's at once claustrophobic and utterly mesmerising. years ago, I wrote for an online music magazine called Shout for Music. The appeal of writing for such a beast is, of course, the fact you get your mitts on loads of free music. And then you get to tell everyone how wonderful, or not, it is. One of the bands that definitely fitted into the wonderful category was Talk in Colour, his album Kaleidoscope, that's Collider as in things bashing into each other, is a thing of immense beauty. Talking Colours music probably fits under the category of Folktronica. They emerged at around about the same time as Alt-J. Taken on its own, the vocals of Night Shifts, my weapon of choice for this segment of the podcast, sounds very, very folky. But underneath it, there's a whirlwind of studious activity, some of it electronic with an array of trip-hop beats and glitches, some of it acoustic with harps and pianos and guitars. As with Electronic's take on Can't Find My Way Home, which I talked about a couple of weeks ago, it's one of those songs where the band has thrown everything including the kitchen sink at it, but you still come away with a sense of everything being in its right place. There's a serenity to this song which is too splendid for words. Nighttime's a playground in this Muscles floating tight. Grab your crown, you're the king for the day. Twist this feast of sensations in every which way. Rodrigo's Concerto de Aranweth shortly after being born. It's one of those pieces of classical music that gets played to death in households where classical music is regularly played. And I was brought up in such a household. 
but my clearest memory of encountering the piece would have been when I watched the Pete Possethwaite, Ewan McGregor and Stephen Tomkinson film Brassed Off, about the trials and tribulations of members of a Yorkshire miners brass band as they face pit closures. It's a beautifully moving piece of music at the best of times. Even the reference to the piece of music as orange juice can't take the sombre brilliance away from the tune, but played out against the desperation experienced by a whole community finding itself out of work, the piece becomes heartbreaking. And then about a year ago I discovered a different take on it, not this time played by a guitar and orchestra or a brass band, but the progenitor of Cool himself, Miles Davis. His version of Concerto de Aranwith is the first piece to appear on his Sketches of Spain album released in 1960. This is full of Iberian exoticism that is somewhat lost in the brass band version used in Brassed Off. It's a delicious mix of traditional Spanish sounds and Davis's unmistakable cool jazz sound. You can practically feel the heat of the Mediterranean sun on your back as you listen to this. It's like being teleported directly to Andalusia. It's perfect. If you've listened to any of the preceding episodes, you'll know I love a good compilation album. This whole podcast is, I suppose, a compilation album of sorts. In recent weeks, I've covered various styles from 1950s and 60s electronica through to Italian funk. Time now, though, to go to the other end of the musical spectrum. Punk. That is quite simply the name of the compilation album from which I've plucked my selection for this section. Released in 2001 in all the excitement that came with 25 years since punk first gobbed itself onto the scene, punk provides a not at all bad roll call of the great and the good from the world of punk and some of the acts that provided the inspiration for the movement. So it starts off with tracks from the Velvet Underground, MC5 and Iggy and the Stooges, before moving on to the Ramones, the Dam, the Clash, Devo, Sham 69, the Slits, the Members, and on and on and on. I was listening to the compilation recently and was reminded that my highlight of this two CD set is Boredom by Buzzcocks. Originally recorded as part of an EP called Spiral Scratch, which is one way to describe a record I suppose, Boredom is fast and thrashy like all good punk songs should be. There's that high-pitched, incessant guitar solo that's made up of just two notes, and there's Howard DeVito's half-slurred, half-snarled delivery that easily out-rottens Johnny Rotten. 
But I think the main reason I like it is quite simply the way Howard DeVito attacks the word humdrum. It's a song, unsurprisingly, about boredom. But while most songs on that theme have a lethargic moroseness to them, this one bounces around with a hyperactive fury. These are not the words of someone glued to the sofa, surrounded by the detritus of his own life while the TV blares on endlessly as he stares at the ceiling without a clue of what to do because everything is so tedious. It's the sound of someone who wants to move on and on and on, do the next thing. The world cannot move quick enough for him. Perhaps even punk, not even a year old when this song was recorded, is proving a bit old hat. Which may explain lines like, and I'm already a has-been, my future ain't what it was. And the facts seem to match up with this theory. Shortly after recording it, Howard DeVito left the band. Now to call them. Yeah, well, I say what I mean. I say what comes to my mind. Because I never get around to things. I live a straight, straight line, you know me, I'm acting dumb. You know the scene very undrum. Boredom, boredom. Boredom. Rodrigo y Gabriela are a phenomenal duo from Mexico who cut their musical teeth as teenagers playing, almost inevitably, in heavy metal bands. But once the allure of the genre began to wear off, they decided to turn their attention to a style that felt more expressive of who they actually were. The answer, it seemed, was a flamenco-inspired style of acoustic guitar. You can tell that the old love of heavy metal lies somewhere in the duo's DNA, though, in the Venn diagram of heavy metal and nuevo flamenco, you'll find that the crossover commonalities such as thudding bass lines, mind-boggling guitar solos and high-octane fast rhythms. In 2012, they teamed up with a Cuban orchestra called Cuba to record Area 52, taking pieces from their previous two albums and swelling the sound. Diablo Rojo is one of my favourite tracks from the album, heavy on the Latin feel. It's a swirling furore of sound, sure to set your soul spinning. since I raided my shelves for long-forgotten indie acts of the late 90s and early noughties, which is odd, because I really don't need to look too far for such things. This week, though, I've been drawn back to a Scottish band called Superstar. At some point, there will need to be an episode of this podcast series called Songs in the Key of Scotland. Come to think of it, after the James Yorkston and the Athletes song earlier, Superstar will be the second Scottish act on this episode. St Andrew's Day is on its way, so maybe I'll put a note in my calendar for a dedicated episode around then. There seems to be something very 
prolific about Scotland when it comes to music, especially on the indie alt-rock variety. It's not for nothing that another obscure indie act, not Scottish as it happens, called Spearmint, once recorded a song called Scottish Pop, listing a bunch of their favourite acts from the nation. Anyway, I digress slightly. I discovered Superstar courtesy of the same Joe Wiley curated compilation album that introduced me to Nina Simone, the incredible sound of Joe Wiley. To many, that may come across as a contradiction in terms, but I stand by my assertion that it was actually very, very good. I'm in danger of digressing again. Superstar's penultimate album, Fat Dat, that's fat with a PH, is the album by that band I will occasionally return to, especially the opening track, Someone's Watching Over Me. It is, for the most part, a piece of elegant restraint, with the rich sound of an orchestra undergirding it all. But what makes it is Joe McCallendon's vocal, which sweeps between hushed tenderness and belted out impassioned dexterity. This song alone is a must listen. You got there one of those music legends like Robert Johnson and Lead Belly who I know shamefully little about. And that's particularly shameful for a music obsessive because this American folk music hero undoubtedly has a huge influence on a great deal of music I like and possibly what you like too from Bob Dylan through to Billy Bragg and beyond. Talking of Billy Bragg I do have one explicit reference to Woody Guthrie hiding away in my CD collection. It's a collaboration between Billy Bragg and Wilco called Mermaid Avenue, recording a selection of songs that Woody Guthrie never got round to recording. There were apparently thousands of the things lying around his home when he died in 1967. One song that's caught my ear of late, maybe it's got something to do with what's going on in America at the moment, is a song from Mermaid Avenue called Christ for President. It lumbers around with a wonderfully ramshackled, bluesy, skiffly gait and a gorgeously gargled vocal. But it's the lyrics to Christ for President. Obviously, it's the lyrics that I was drawn to. Please don't worry. This isn't going to be a moment of proselytisation where I lure you in with ten tunes about this and that, only to hit you with news that you're going to hell unless you seriously address some of your life choices and donate a tenth of your income to the roof appeal of St Cuthbert's down the road. Christ for President offers a comparison between much of what we are offered by very, very fallible politicians and the words attributed to Jesus in the New Testament of the Bible. That's the actual words found in the Bible, not the ones gunslinging residents of the Bible Belt 
with their God hates fags banners think are in the Bible. And so you get verses like, the only way we could ever beat these crooked politician men is to cast the money changers out of the temple, put the carpenter in. It's a fiery revolutionary song full of socialist zeal that is unlikely to appeal to many of the current POTUS's disciples. Every year we waste enough to feed the ones who starve. We build our civilization up and we shoot it down with wars. I think I want to find out a bit more about Mr. Guthrie. songs to pass the time with. I hope you liked them. Let me know what you thought and if you've decided to investigate or revisit any of the bands and acts featured on this episode in any more detail. I'll be back shortly with more music that's been demanding my attention. In the meantime, have a marvellous few days and nights till we meet again. Get up above our king with the jazz.